0: Brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another
1: episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Tuesday morning, the 1st of November for 2022, and there's a bit going on today. Yes, of course, we've got the Melbourne Cup, and I'll give you my prediction very shortly and how we got to mix the Melbourne. Cup with the RBA rate rise is anybody's guess, but that is the double on race day for today. And the Reserve Bank of Australia is going to raise the interest rates later on by 25 basis points. That is where the smart money is. All of the major local banks, ANZ, CBA, and NAB, expect a 25 basis points, except for Westpac. They are predicting a 50 basis point rise today. And spare a thought for the US Federal Reserve, widely tipped for its fourth consecutive 75 basis points rate hike, which is coming up tomorrow.
0: We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 630.
1: And coming up, we're looking at the way a property management company dropped a gloating flyer of how quickly it took them to rent out a rental property and the price that they achieved. The problem is that it was the tenants who received the flyer, not the investors. And we'll be talking with Leo Patterson-Ross from the Tenants Union for his take on things. And we'll also be talking with Munro Donan, who is back with another fraud story of somebody claiming to have plenty of money to buy a multi-million dollar property as mentioned it is the first of november for 2022 if you're celebrating your birthday many happy returns also on the birthday calls jenny mccarthy the american model actor and author she's turning 50 and tina arena she's turning 55 today the australian singer she's also a producer and actor Well, the Melbourne Cup, we better have a look at this. It is run over 3,200 metres, gets underway at 3 o'clock today. $14 million on the line. I said I would give you my prediction. Uh, Don't trust my prediction, but I'm going to go with Knight's Order. Yes, Knight's Order. It's the oldest horse in the field. That's the way to pick a winner, isn't it? Go for the oldest. Doesn't mean it's going to come last, but I'm going to go with intelligence and the fact that it has done plenty of racing.
0: We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day.
1: Let's head around the country and check on your weather today. First in Sydney, expecting a partly cloudy but dry day. 24 is your forecast high. In Melbourne, expecting some showers, some wet stuff and 14. Brisbane, the rain is going to clear on our Tuesday morning and a high of 25. And in Perth, good morning to you, expecting blue skies, and sunshine with a high of 24.
0: It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast.
1: Well, everybody likes a great investment property and a portfolio normally consists of more than three properties and rentals are a great way to build long-term security and as we all know, rents have been increasing. That's great. That's fantastic for investors. However, a few days back, uh, Domain reported on a predatory and gloating letter from a real estate agent hyping up how quickly they leased a small apartment within just Eight hours. And I know that this is a real sort of catch 22. You want to do really well out of the rental market and receive a great yield. However hopefully most landlords are probably against this type of gloating. Domain reported that the unsolicited typed and signed note landed in a letterbox at a time when Australian renters are suffering through the longest stretch of rental price growth on record. So let's bring in Leo Patterson-Ross, CEO from the Tenants Union in New South Wales. And good morning to you, Leo. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. And Leo, I understand that this isn't new to you. You've been receiving these letters and uh, doing a bit of press about it
2: as well. Yeah, we have people bring these to our attention, but also they go straight to the media, they they go through social media, and there's an increasing amount of concern around uh, the ways that some people in the industry are acting while we uh, see such rapid rent rises.
1: Yeah, so perhaps I'll just read this particular note that was put into letterbox. It says, Dear neighbour, I hope this finds you well. Well, it's not going to find them well if they are renting the property. That's a guarantee. They go on to say, we have just leased a one bedroom, one bathroom, one car space apartment for $475 per week in your area. This property was leased after just eight hours of being listed and we received received multiple exceptional applications this gives us great confidence in the current market along with the increased demand i mean i can see how this would be upsetting for people on a serious
2: note who are renting leo Exactly. And, you know, obviously this letter is written for investor customers, not for, for, for the tenants to see, because it is trying to pitch that this agency will will get them a much higher return. And that's the language that's being used. It's just was probably silly, frankly, to send it out to people who are not your investor customer group. What it then shows for the people who, who are engaging with that agency as renters is where that agency sees their butter coming from,
1: Yeah. So what is kind of best practice here? I mean, what do you say in your position? Because you're, I guess, fronting a lot of people here, being the CEO from the tenants union there in New South Wales. So how do you address this issue where you've got a couple of rogue
2: people operating in this this manner? How do you deal with it from your point of view? Property managers have a, a fiduciary obligation to their landlord to act in their best interests, and that means, you know, ultimately trying to achieve the, the highest rent possible. That's the that's the basic understanding that people take. What I think is missing is the concern for the community and the recognition that actually property investors are providing an essential service in the same way that energy, water, healthcare, food, all of these things are really important to make sure that the community has access to an. Affordable affordable supply of these basic needs. And there's different ways that we regulate and make sure that that happens. We have missed out on that same conception in housing. And I think that's where the different way of approaching how properties are leased out, what's the the, the fundamental thinking, needs to just be expanded to include a concern for the broader community, for making sure that, that people actually have homes that they can live in. In the same way that no one's arguing, for instance, that doctors shouldn't be paid quite well for their extensive work that they do for people, but they have a idea that they're providing healthcare services sort of first, and then the compensation comes as a consequence of that, rather than at the moment, we, we tend to have investment in itself as the end, rather than housing people as the end and investment as a means. Yeah, so
1: it's all about just being a little bit more compassionate, less gloating and just a little bit more professional, I think, uh, because there are a lot of people that are feeling it. Leo, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And let's go to Munro Donham because uh, Munro's got another example. You might recall a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to Munro about this very problem about the the fraud and what people are doing around luxury properties. Good morning, Munro. I hate to say it, but you got another example
3: of this fraud continuing. Good morning, Craig. Always good to chat with you. Yeah, I do have another story. Get a call from a particular person says to me he's looking at a property in the Piemont area, a waterfront apartment, 13 to 15 million. Can I help him negotiate the property? I said to him, have you seen the property? He said, yes. He said, but he doesn't have a very good relationship with the agent and he needs to do it on the quiet. that He doesn't want anybody to know who he is. OK, that's very interesting, I said. But, you know, I don't know who you are and I do need to probably meet up with you and we can have a chat. And, uh, you know, I'll find out a little bit more detail. I said to him, and when we do catch up, please do me a favor, bring a copy of your driver's license or your passport, because I do need to identify you. Yep, all good. He says to me, let's meet at the Sheraton Hotel in the city at five o'clock. At quarter to five, I'm driving into the city. I get a call from this this gentleman. He says, oh Manra, I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to have to cancel the meeting. My dad's taken ill. He was in some small country town and I've got to run there quickly and let me give you a call tomorrow and let's catch up another time. I said, yep, no problem. He told me the country town where he came from. I had his name. Interestingly, it was a real name and not a pseudo name. I did a Google search and I found out that this particular character was up for a fraud charge oh, yeah. okay. in this particular place. So I thought, now what do I do and how do I deal with the situation? So I called the police had a chat with them and they said to me, look, just be very careful if you do meet him, meet him in a public place, make sure he brings identity and call this specific number when you're there and you're not next to him. The next day I call him back on this number, I said, right, we're ready to catch up. He said, yep, sure we can catch up, but I've got a bit of a problem. I said, well, what's the problem? He said, oh, my bag was stolen and they stole my ID and my passport <laughs> and I don't have any identity. I said, do you have a copy of it, a photograph. At that time, we had to scan in everywhere. I said, you can scan in with the New South Wales app. He said, no, no, I don't have the app. And I said, look, well, once you get yourself, get all these things together, then I think we should meet. But I said, I can't go and bid on a property for you until I've actually met you. He said, I have the money. You don't need to worry. I said, and do you have a solicitor? He said, no. I said, do you have an accountant or financial planner? He said, can you recommend me to somebody? So the warning bells were there again. Anyway, interestingly enough, uh, he never called back. And the day later, I called the number and the number had been disconnected.
1: Right, so you never met him. I mean, this is quite different to the other one. This is somebody that's just playing crazy games over the telephone.
3: Never met him, but interestingly, he gave me his real name. And when I did a Google search, and that's why it's so important, you've got to check out your clients.
1: Yeah. And you obviously have spoken to other agents, other agents are having similar problems. What do you reckon it is? Uh, There's obviously a screw loose in the brain. Something's going on, isn't it? Where they're obviously just not being entertained in, in the way that they want to be.
3: Craig, I don't know if boredom during COVID brought these people out Or they're just people that are trying to be somebody that they're not, trying to prove something to themselves. But obviously there's definitely an esteem issue involved in my, I'm not a specialist in this area, (laughs) but I mean, you can just imagine you and I would never do something like that and waste people's time. So there's got to be something seriously wrong for a person to behave in that manner.
1: Maybe COVID drove people a little bit crazy and they thought, you know, what am I going to do today? I know, let's ring Munro up and hassle him. (laughs) I mean, it's a different story, though, when you ring somebody as opposed to actually turning up with somebody. And as we have mentioned before, when we were talking to Cassandra, you know, people are bringing women that they're looking at scamming to make it look as if they've got plenty of money and then dupe women out of it.
3: You know, I watched this program on Netflix called Tinder Swindler and there was another one as well. And it's a great thing for people to watch if they haven't watched it because you've got to learn how to spot a con artist.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, always a pleasure, uh, Munro. And thanks for sharing that with us again.
3: My pleasure. Thank you, Craig.
0: We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.